your soul! How's it going, everyone? Welcome to a new episode of Coffins and Coffee. You know, every time I rehearse saying that before the show actually starts, I want to say toddlers and tiaras. No. It's not the same thing. That's See, there's coffins but, and coffee, and on the opposite ends of the spectrum is toddlers and tiaras. It's the direct opposite of what we do. <laughs> is it, though? Yes. Because I think there's a lot of similarities. We both bring entertainment to the masses. We both... Lose all dignity once the <laughs> tape starts rolling. <laughs> let it all hang out on the stage. There can be only one. I never lost any dignity because you can't lose what you never had. That's also true. <laughs> so I have to let everyone in on a little warning. I'm recording from my sister's house in Austin, Texas. So there's a good possibility you may hear my brother-in-law, my sister, my mom, or a three-year-old toddler, or a cat, or my dog, at any given point in the podcast making noise behind me. Set the roll through it for all of our thousands upon thousands of listeners <laughs> from across the world. That's the dumbest thing you said. I want to give you the podcast. heads up. If there's any foreign sounds that you hear, that's what it is. It's not a ghost. Do not change your station. Do not adjust that channel. This is just full frontal unbridled coffins and coffee content coming straight from the underground or the chubacabra and the reason for this long intro is because i actually don't have any idea what this show is about oh but i do well then why don't you share it to not only our millions upon millions (laughs) listening across the world and myself so i know what this episode is even about (laughs) Okay, so because you're because otherwise to... I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back to reading uh, one of the great poets of our time, no. Mr. Nate Dog and Warren G. In the stylings of a Edgar Allan Poe poem. No one wants to hear that. Um, <laughs> I had to hear it for a good two minutes. That was two minutes too. Long. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start an OnlyFans with just <laughs> me sitting in a smoking jacket. Reading gangster rap lyrics in the stylings of like Vincent Price while sipping brandy and smoking a cigar. $9.99. Per minute. Four ninety nine for each additional minute. Maybe occasionally I'll show you my foot. Just one of them though. You get to pick. <laughs> Just one. Um, okay, so my party foot. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so we had a discussion about what we're gonna do for this podcast. And we were, we were thinking, what's good in the world that we could talk about? And then we realized... Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing is good in the world. It's terrible, terrible place. I know what everyone's thinking. Everyone's thinking, he's as, he's as off his rocker as usual, but he's, his speaking is just so much more clear. Well, young children, this is because Papa Oscuro is not able to take his fresh California crop with him. As he travels across the country, because in some backass wood places, it is illegal to have wild plant life. So, you guys get me on sipping water. No, not even any brandy. And I'm just going to keep making random uh, non sequiturs until we fill our hour allotment. Yeah, look, I'm pretty sure being a Mexican driving across America in a van... <laughs> 
with California plates. You know, I, well, I no actually because I have a rental car, so I actually have um, Colorado plates, which oh. I guess is just as bad because it's it's legal there as well. I was stopped each time. The last two times I've I've made this trip, I've been stopped in my home state of Texas, just for reasons, you know, brown just look reasons. out for me. I guess so. I wasn't shot, so that's good. That's neat. You know, there's no abuse. Wasn't beaten. So I got that going for me. Um, but yes, this podcast. So, so we were trying to figure out what we were going to do for this podcast, and we thought, what's good in the world? And we realized there's nothing because <laughs> the world's fucked. But you know what's more fucked? Um, the proletariat? The Mandela Effect. Now, you will have to explain that to me. Isn't the Mandela like a cool, lotusy looking flower in Eastern <laughs> It's a Mandala. Um, art? <laughs> so this is, that's not what we're just... We're, wait, we're not talking about that this podcast? Because I brushed up on all of my Mandala history and, and education. I should get my nephew down here. No, it's... I hear him up there. We'll see. Maybe we'll have him come be a guest host for a moment. But, um... Tell me about this Mandela effect. Mandela effect. Is it effect. like a drawing? It's when you draw and you don't raise your pencil, right? So. The, this is what happens when Miss Ophelia doesn't actually let me know what we're talking about. Oh, I told you. Record? Kind of. ADD brain already All right, forgot. So tell me about. Yeah, well, again, I'm without uh, Papa's medicine. Grandpa's medicine cabinets run dry. It's like that scene out of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas where is it Benicio Del Toro is in the car and he's like, medicine! Medicine! Uh, he's my spirit animal. In that along movie? Along with foxes. Well, then Johnny yes, Depp so that must character be in that movie. In that movie. Um, yeah, that's kind of you <laughs> all the time, actually. Party all the time. Um, sorry, the Mandela Effect is basically um, it, it's when there's a group of people that incorrectly remember things. So it was basically uh, sort of came about where a b- bunch of people falsely remembered that Nelson Mandela was dead. So a bunch of people, like a lot of people, think that he died in prison in the 80s. He, he is dead, though. No, but they think he died in the 80s in prison. Okay, all right. Right? So he actually was freed in 1990. He didn't pass away till 2013. Right? Yes, quite aware of that. Yep. Think, didn't Morgan Freeman play him in a movie? I don't know. I think he did. I'm not sure. Or could be part of the Mandela effect. It fucking might be. I don't know. But anyway, so a bunch of people were like, no, no, he, he died in prison in the 80s. Like, I remember watching his funeral on TV, but it didn't happen. But there's like, hundreds of people that truly believe that happened and I think they got confused they confused Nelson Mandela with Craig T. Nelson I think that's what the issue was I don't know I don't know but um you have no idea who Craig T. Nelson is no, do you? no I do not who is that? he played coach he was oh. the coach and coach he was a he was a dad in the uh, Poltergeist oh right okay. which I used to call as a kid which I used to call as a kid poultry dice, which in fact is not when you throw chicken bones and then try to read the future. That's a totally different movie. No, no, no. We don't play with that. This year's already fucked. I don't want you starting any of that business. 
No, I don't do the voodoo hoodoo, you do. Do what? <laughs> um, Remind me of the babe. <laughs> uh, so, basically, there's a few theories that surround why, you know, this some um, group, you know, mistaken memories happen. A few people believe that um, it's you know, it's proof that there are multiverses, so there are, like, parallel universes running. Have I ever told you my theory on parallel universes? No. Okay. So, do you remember VHS tapes? Yes. Okay. Do you ever, like, record on a VHS tape, like, your favorite show, and then, like, like you have to record every episode? Like, yes. I used to record uh, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. And, you know, you only have so many tapes, so you got to re-record over episodes. And then there's an, uh, there's a, an effect that occurs when you when you record over the same tape too many times. It's called a bleeding. Yeah. And so sometimes what happens is uh, images from a previous recording will kind of bleed into the current recording. Like right. it's not fully erased or taped over. Right. So my theory on multiverses, right, if we are to believe that time is a flat circle – that time exists at all at once, and that is merely our perception <clears throat> is merely our perception of time that gives us the illusion of it being linear. That in fact every moment in time exists simultaneously, and not only exists simultaneously, but exists in infinite variations. Right. So it's like if you took the timeline of your life, and you imagine each instant as a frame. That in fact, if you were to view time from the fourth dimension, you'd look sort of like a kind of like the human centipede. Right. Right. There'd be a photo. There'd be a still image of you in infiniteness, like in every movement that you made. You know, you'd see every single step, and you would get younger and older depending on which direction you're moving left and right. So. And then, and then every variation on top of that, right? If you go to the fifth and sixth dimensions. So um, I think that that theory, as far as it relates to the Mandela effect, might actually make sense because some I this is also kind of how I feel about ghosts to some degree, that sometimes when you perceive a ghost, like our friend Jude was at this like a, a creepy cemetery last night that had one of the most vicious, violent battles of the Civil War. Mm. And... Uh, he was looking to see if he'd see some ghosts, and I was thinking, what if time is like a, a VHS cassette tape that's been recorded and re-recorded an infinite amount of times? And occasionally, if the situations are just right, right, if all the elements sort of fall into place, you can perceive a little bleed from another universe. Right. Um, like Craig T. Nelson was Nelson Mandela. Hmm. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Um, so... Basically, uh, they're claiming the differences arises from like those movements between those parallel universes, which is pretty much what you've just said. Um, it's based on the theory that within each universe, alternate versions of current events are happening and those objects exist and they can bleed within each other, right? Um, Nailed it. There is, I mean, there's also like a theory that it's sort of like the butterfly effect. So people think that there are time travelers that go back in time and change stuff. All right, so here's the issue with time travel, right? You get too many paradoxes. How do you mean? Well, meaning, for example, the biggest issue with time travel 
is that let's say, for example, I built a time machine, right? And mm-hmm. I went back in time and I killed my grandfather, right? No. Well, then I couldn't have ex- – well, okay, let's just say though. Then I couldn't have existed, which means I could never have gone back in time to kill my grandfather, which means there would be no reason for me to cease to exist. But then if there's no reason for me to cease to exist, then there's nothing to stop me from building a time machine and going back in time and killing my grandfather. See how this is a paradox? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes Donnie sense. Darko died for our sins. <laughs> he did. I fuck, I love that movie so much. I'm going to watch that tonight. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, I went through and found a really cool group of Mandela effects. And I wanted to see how you remembered some of these things. So I know this is stuff that you're... A lot of this stuff is things that you are familiar with. So, I just wanted to see... Well, m- my third eye is open. Therefore, I predict, as I am able to see all of time and space in the fourth, from the perspective of the fourth dimension, I suspect I am going to get this 100% right. And as we've known from other games that we've played on this show, I always nail it 100%. So hit me with your best shot. Right. Well, let's start with a series you're pretty familiar with. Let's start with Star Wars. Okay. I have, in fact, seen Star Wars. Yes, you have, many times. What color is C-3PO? That's interesting. So C-3PO is actually a combination of several colors. He is both gold and silver. Right. So a bunch of people, and these like Star Wars fanatics, are convinced that C-3PO is all gold. Completely gold. Well, the... The problem with that is, is that he, they, uh, don't quote me on this, but I seem to remember that there was in fact a, um, a version of the toy that came out. Right. That was all gold. But in fact, he has a silver leg. He does have a silver leg. And it's funny because if you look back at, if you go back and watch the films, he has a silver leg in every single film. Right? Yeah. In fact, they even, uh, in the newest trilogy, they even played homage to that with giving him a, I think it was a red arm? Yes. Or something? Yes, it was a red arm. At one point? Yeah, he's got, yeah, yeah. So, because a lot of you're right. The problem is that his, the gold in his armor or whatever, his skin, his metal skin, his, his android skin, do androids even skin, bro? <laughs> is like a, is like a, 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 it's not like a deep gold. It's kind of like a, like a white gold almost, slightly. I mean, and so, yes. like. It's not. It, I guess my point is like the, the the contrast between the gold and the silver is not drastic. But it's noticeable. Who's looking at his leg? And if you're like, it's noticeable if you're looking for it for sure. And if you're like a Star Wars fanatic, like you're someone that's you know that's something you really love and enjoy, and you've seen all the movies multiple times, and you've all of a sudden one day gone, wait a minute. The bigger the bigger question that people should be asking themselves is how did Darth Vader build C-3PO and then never remember him when he became Darth Vader? Mandela effect. <laughs> also, also, why does R2-D2, who never had his memory wiped, not remember that Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader? I don't know. Mandela effect. Illuminati confirmed. Illuminati confirmed. Okay. Um, Nelson Mandela was in the Illuminati. <laughs> fucking maybe. I don't know. I don't know that 
to be false. Just look into it. Just look into it. Um, on Star Wars as well, whenever I hear people... Qu- that, that famous line, right? Um, and it's funny because I've always remembered it as this as well, so this tripped me out. So I've always remembered it as, Luke, I am your father. But it's not. Nope, it is, no, I am your father. Yes, and a lot of people remember it as, Luke... I am your father, which is how I remember it. I think a movie. I think a movie did that, right? Wasn't there a movie that like quoted? What was the movie where someone talks into a fan? What? Like, there's a movie. I can't remember. So, have you ever talked into a fan? Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, so like it makes your voice kind of sound distorted. You're right. And there was a. There's a movie. Where characters, I want to say Dumb and Dumber, but I'm not sure if it's Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> but they dumb dumb. say, Luke, I am your father. But in fact, in the movie, he just says, no, I am your father. Yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 I just find it amazing that like, a bunch of people can, mis, can like, misremember. There are a bunch of people in my country who won't wear a mask even though there's a global pandemic going on. And you're surprised that people misremember quotes from movies? Well, okay. Nothing surprises me anymore. Did you know, fun fact, there was going to be a 4th of July Vanilla Ice concert here yes, in Yes, yes, I do know. And I know we sold 256 How- tickets. And it was canceled. Wonder so why. there you go. We want to talk about collective consciousness. Well, it's a very big collective. Carry on. You know what he said? You know why he was gonna he was going to uh, do the concert? Because he said there was no COVID, uh, there was no COVID nineteen in the nineties. You know what that means? It means Vanilla Ice is a time traveler. He might be. Moving on to confirmed. <laughs> Double confirmed. <laughs> okay, what else you got? I'm I'm winning at life. <laughs> do you remember? What do you remember the Monopoly man looking like? The time? Do you remember? Oh, yes. So I know this one as well. Oh, you know this a already. This is bullshit. He, a lot of people think that he has a monocle. I thought he, he had a monocle. a monocle. No, you're thinking of Mr. Peanut. Who the fuck Mr. is Mr. Peanut? Mr. Peanut had a monocle. Do you guys not have that in Australia? No. It's a... Um, Oh, God, I got this is so much for Mr. Peanut. So Mr. Peanut is a brand of peanuts, and the uh, character is a peanut with legs and arms. I think he's got a canine, but I don't remember that. But he's got a monocle and a top hat. So I think that people confuse the Monopoly man, who looks like he should have a monocle, with Mr. Peanut, who does have a monocle. And trying to ape on the um, – trying to hitch a ride on the popularity of Baby Yoda – and Baby Groot, I think it was last year's Super Bowl, they introduced Baby Nut. What the hell? Which was a really, really unfortunate, albeit cute, Baby, baby Nut? Mr. Peanut. I'm g- that sounds baby like nut. an innuendo. Give me your Baby Nut. I didn't name it, man. I'm just reporting the news. Don't kill the messenger, man. Oh, my God. I feel like he should have monocle. Like, maybe, and I think that's half of it, too. It's, that it's one of those things where it's like, if you... Try and recall, like, a memory in your brain. Like, there's actual memory. And then there's parts that your brain tries to fill in if you don't remember everything. Here's a question for you. Uh, I'm starting to see a link in this because I believe in Ace Ventura. 
there is a character that Ace Ventura knocks out and wears as a pelt. It's like some high society guy. Remember when he goes to that, like high society ball? Yeah. And he sees a he sees a woman with the and then with a fur coat. Yes. And yes. then she, he sees a man next to him who's dressed like the Monopoly man, but that guy had a monocle. And I think he refers to him as the Monopoly man before he punches him and then tosses him over his shoulder and like strokes him as though it was a fur coat. Wh- now, if we are to if we are remembering correctly, and Dumb and Dumber is has the scene where they talk into the fan and say, Luke, I am your father. I think we've we've already discovered the culprit of this Mandela effect. Or did the person who made that character for that movie think the Monopoly man had a monocle? I think it was Jim Carrey. What is? Wasn't Jim Carrey in a movie? No, he wasn't. You know who should have been in, in that movie, Butterfly Effect? Should have been Jim Carrey. No. Would have been a way cooler movie. That would have been... He was in Internal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Yeah. But I feel like that somehow ties into time travel in some way. What? Memories, at least. What if Monopoly Man's a real guy? And he was in Ace Ventura. He is a real guy. And... He's called capitalism. <laughs> what if he is a real guy and he was in Ace Ventura? And in that movie, they actually killed him. So Ace Ventura is a snuff film. Well, if that was the case, then we wouldn't be living in this crushing throws of un, un, unfiltered capitalism so I don't think he's dead I think he's alive and well pressing his thumb down on us pushing us further into obscurity into the abyss we go dark dark darkness well that's My depressing moving right along now um <laughs> <laughs> you know cheese it's um, like they're crackers, right? Yeah, you know what Cheez-Its are? Kind of, yeah. It's not really my jam, but sure, I, I'm vaguely familiar with it. You know, they're not called Cheez-Its. And what are they called? Cheez-It. Like with no S? Yeah. I mean, I, but see, that's a little bit of a stretch to me because even if the brand is called Cheez-It, like there are multiple Cheez-Its in said box. You know what I'm saying? Why would you call it one so cheese? Like, it. Well, what is called? Uh, if you, if I don't know what Pringles is actually called now. Pringles. But if you, if it was called Pringle, right? And you said, "Can I have some Pringles? Can I have some cheese?" It's, it's. There's multiple of them. You don't just want one cheese. It. Like who would ever give someone one cheese? It. Fucking rude people. See what I'm Not saying? That we can eat them anyway, but. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm saying that if I said to you, "Hey, can I have some cheese?" It. Like, and you gave me one? That's my own damn fault. But if I say, can I have some Cheez-Its, and you give me one, then I can demand a handful. So I think that's a little bit of a, I don't know, it's a little bit of a squint rise and, and stretch, mm. the, stretch to sort of buy into that one, I think. It's the same thing with Jiffy peanut butter. I know this one, too. It's just Jiff, it's right? It's just Jiff. No Jiffy. But people that know it's Jiffy peanut yeah. butter. I distinctly remember Jiffy peanut butter when I was a kid. It's like, not, never has been Jiffy peanut butter, ever. What's What's even worse is there are some people who call gifts Jiffs. Don't. Or memes, memes. <laughs> I can't deal with that. <laughs> Maybe it's they are Jiffs. It's not. It's, it's, In alternate it universe. Starts for, it, stands for, it stands for graphic interface format. 
diff. Draphic. It's not called graphics. <laughs> Harambe wasn't a driller. Fucking maybe in a parallel universe. That cool cartoon was called Mr. Jadget. <laughs> it's a goddamn gif. Joe Jadget. Grow Joe. up already. Maybe his name was Joe Jadget. And the whole time they weren't it saying go called, gadget go. They were saying Joe Jadget Joe. It wasn't called G G I Joe G I Go. G- I don't know. That one's so fat. <laughs> Moving on. It's like, please stop. Um There's a couple there's a few movie ones in here actually. So you know the scene from Risky Business? You know the scene I'm talking about. I do? Yeah. I've seen that scene, yes. Yes. And do you remember what Tom Cruise is wearing in that scene? He has uh, a pink shirt. He has, I think he has the sunglasses and he's got his underwear and socks, if I remember correctly. He's not wearing sunglasses. See, I wasn't sure if he was or not. Right. So um, I was just like, I don't remember if he is or not. Look at every single Halloween costume where someone's gone as him and they're wearing sunglasses because they think he was wearing sunglasses. Does he wear the Ray-Bans predominantly through the movie? Because I bet you he does. He does wear sunglasses at some points in the movie. And if you look at the cover of Risky Business, he's wearing sunglasses, Ray-Bans specifically, kind of tilted down. Just kind of looking over Mm -hmm. his glasses, you know? So uh, you're right. That's why I was like, I didn't remember if he had his glasses on actually or not. Because I think that I've seen parodies where he's got the glasses on the head and then they kind of fall down. But I didn't remember in the scene if he had it because I kind of it didn't feel like right that he had them. Um, but I, I can understand why people make that mistake because they're so prominently displayed on the uh, displayed on the poster that I bet you they just assume that that iconic scene also had those wayfarers. Also, he should have because it would have made it way cooler. No, he's inside. And you don't wear sunglasses inside. That's my pet hate. You know, we wear sunglasses indoors pisses me the fuck off i'm gonna do it all the time it's why it's right up there with people that are walking and they have like their their phone out and they play their shitty gangster rap music loud or they have a little bluetooth speaker what so here's my my opinion on wearing your sunglasses inside (laughs) some people have it some people have extreme anxiety and i know as someone who suffers from anxiety from time to time that wearing sunglasses provides you a modicum of security. It is essentially a modern day security blanket, safety blanket, blankie, right? Uh, it's it's why some people like ha- who have long hair like to kind of have their hair in their eyes. It just gives you a little bit of protection in a way. Also, some people play poker. And as we all know, the eyes are the gateway to the soul. Also, I don't want my soul stolen. Also, I may be a vampire. Also, I may be an asshole. I'm gonna pick D. <laughs> I yield my time to the court. I don't know. Not being able to see indoors because it's too fucking dark because you got sunglasses on probably give me more anxiety than having them off. Well, I hate direct sunlight or direct light in general, so I'll, I, will, I will feel my way through the apartment if it means 
keeping stupid light out of my eyes. There is no direct light inside. You don't even have any apartments in your house that you can like uh, any apartments in your house. Any windows I don't in have your any No. This is correct. This is actually accurate. I have measured and there are no apartments in my house. Uh, no. Unless unless you believe in the microverse. And in the theory of the microverse, it's a universe much like ours but on a microscopic level where time operates differently. Maybe. And in said parallel microverse universe, there might be apartments in my house. They'd be able to fit. Yes, where all those roaches live? Illuminati, six confirmed. There's no cucarachas in my house. <laughs> I keep it clean. I don't run a sloppy shop. No, oh, he's always sloppy. Not a good enough reason to use the word sloppy. I love it. Moving no. on. I was going to say, there's not even any windows in your apartment that could give you direct light. There's a slit in your bathroom. <laughs> when my third eye is open, there is a window in my apartment to my soul. Oh my God, there is no, no such thing. <laughs> Moving right along. Moving right along. Um... And this this one I know is attributed to actually remembering things incorrectly. How we were saying, that, yeah, you were saying before with risky business, people are like, oh, the sunglasses are so like prominent in the rest of the movie. E.T. Yeah, sure. Right. Okay. Everyone remembers the line that E.T. says as E.T. phone home. He doesn't say that. I think he just says phone home. No. Or go home. He says E.T. home says- phone. Does he really? Yeah. Is he Yoda? Did you know? Fuck, they that look alike. Star Wars and Yoda. Well, okay. Uh, there's even a better connection. Did you know that in, I think it's uh, the Phantom Menace. I think either the Phantom. I think it's the Phantom Menace. There's a scene where Palpatine talks to like this giant uh, congressional sort of gathering mm-hmm. of representatives from all the different planets. There are ETs. Um, homies et species at said gathering and in et et runs into a kid in a yoda costume therefore et and his species are canon in star wars and the reason why the reason why he freaks out at yoda is because he recognizes him also et is a plant et is a plant yeah look it up Illuminati confirmed. What do you the mean? Species is a plant. He's not a plant. Oh. He's a he's a He is a dude. plant. Look it up. He is. He's a little dude plant. He is not. And why can't we have one then? I would eat ET cuz he's a plant and I'm vegan. Boom. Wow. I mean, he's a plant, right? Confirm it for the audience. Let them know what's up. Who's the daddy? Weird facts you didn't know about E.T. Safari can't open this page. Let me out confirmed. <laughs> E.T.'s finger jade plants. Oh, that does not sound like something I want to open. You say what, what? <laughs> it's, uh, E.T.'s finger jade plants. That sounds like some weird shit. That goes back... That should have been in our porn episode. You know what's funny? We don't kink shame here. The only page... The only article that comes up... Internet won't let me open it. So we'll go to Reddit. Oh, that's a reliable source. Unless it agrees with me, and then it is. 
Yes, well, apparently Spielberg in an interview said that E.T. is a plant-like creature. And that he's not actually male or female. What happens when you open the third eye, you enter into the dimension of all time and space, of knowledge and wisdom, of the old gods and the new. Oh my god, you don't have a fucking third eye. Um, Nope. But yeah, the reason I said that I can attribute that to a collective mismemory, I guess, is because Elliot, about five times after that, says, E.T. phone home. E.T. phone home. E.T. phone home. So I think that's how everybody else remembers it. Can we just talk about who's the actor who plays Elliot? Oh, I can't remember his name, but he plays some molesty guy in some other movie. Yeah, I was going to say, like, he's he's sort of gotten a... I feel like he, he and Mike Flanagan, who directed uh, Dr. Sleep and... Um, uh, what's it? Ger- Gerald's Way? Was it Gerald's Way? Did you know that it's that actor who plays Jack Torrance in Dr. Sleep? Yes, that's what I was going to say. He's like some weird molesty dude. Well, no, he's a molesty dude in Gerald's Way. Oh. But in Dr. Sleep... He plays Jack Torrance. Right, okay. Sorry, two different fucking Stephen King. Two Stephen King movies yeah. directed by the same director. With so it's easy to understand. Had a similar aesthetic. Yeah, he also is in that Haunting of Hill House or something. That was fucking dog shit. I, I never watch watched that. that. People love to fap over that movie. I, I just kind of got I bored. I hated it. I hated it. I don't know. Hated it. Hated it. Um... Okay, what else you got for me? Because I'm batting a thousand right now. You're batting a thousand. Um, so, so I, I read another one where people believe that Mickey Mouse used to have suspenders. He always had suspenders. No, he definitely, he definitely never had. He's suspenders. never had. He's suspenders. got two buttons on his shorts. And they reckon no. he never had a tail either. He. Um, that I don't remember, but I do know this. I, no, he does have a tail. I he think tail it's the way the, the Mandela effect goes. I'm pretty sure. No, I think he still has a tail. Yeah. I think that's the Mandela effect, that people don't think he's got a tail, but he does. They think he doesn't also, have a tail, you, and they think that he had suspenders. Yeah, in Steamboat Willie, he even had a tail. No. Yeah, yeah. He's always had a tail. He never had suspenders. And in the 90s, he had a dope, like, uh... Blazer with shoulder pads. What? Pretty cool. Pretty sure I had the poster. Yeah, look up like Mickey Mouse in the nineties. They used to they would release these sort of promotional things where they put him in like a suit, like Miami Vice style. Maybe it was the eighties, late eighties, early nineties. You know, like like the late eighties and early nineties was when everything had to get a cool like a uh, makeover, and and Mickey Mouse's was they would sometimes put him in like this power suit you know i can only see him wearing jeans with a tucked in shirt a tie and a sideways cap oh that must have been a little bit later that's did you know also california underneath so there you go that makes sense did you know also that chuck e cheese has over the years uh for those of you who are not familiar chuck e cheese is the coolest place on earth it's a child rat it is a child rat casino oh jinx luminati confirmed (laughs) <laughs> Mandela and effect. He was we both remember it being a child rat casino. Well, because it is. And he used to, the reason that he's um, Chuck E. Cheese is that he was supposed to be a, a, a coyote. Yes. 
but they send the they sent the wrong outfit. So then he was supposed to be Ricky Rat, and then I think it was the the owner's wife that was like, no one wants to come to like Rat Pizza. So then he changed his name to Chuck E. Cheese. And over the years, he the 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 costume and the design of Chuck E. Cheese has morphed to look closer and closer like Mickey Mouse. Do you want to hear another conspiracy theory about Chuck E. Cheese? What's that? They reuse all their old pizza. No, yeah. you can tell. Look up. Look it up on the internet right now. Chuck E. Cheese reusing old slices of pizza. I don't think that I will. Yes. And you look at people's photos of their pizza and like it doesn't look like it could have even been cut as one Listen, piece. I I used to work at a pizza joint. And Was I'm going to tell cheese? you straight away. Well, no, but that's not the point. I know pizzas. <laughs> and the way you make a pizza is you make it and you toss it in the oven and it takes about 10 minutes and then it comes straight out. It's not like you make pizzas in advance and then you like, you like, oh, I got all these made pizzas. I'll just use them tomorrow. Like, that's just not how it works. So the, the thing is, is that Chuck E. Cheese, like all casinos, is really not what I would call a Michelin four-star restaurant. So what you're getting is poor grade quality of cheese probably government cheese like recycled cheese my mom actually liked government cheese any kind of cheese and it's uh it's just poor quality of products well apparently but they don't make like a thousand pizzas and then they're like oh shit let's just reuse them reheat that shit up tomorrow no but they might the same night you look at piece you look at the pizzas the photos of people's pizzas that they've taken there and it looks like those some of those slices do not belong like with the rest of that pizza they're completely different sizes like where pepperoni is cut, it doesn't look like it should fit. I wouldn't pu- put it past a child rat casino to reuse is, pizza. Sure, but I also wouldn't put it past people on the internet to just take their pizza and rearrange it to look <laughs> to fuel this conspiracy and just make this. I think of the two, by the way, I of the two of us, I've been at Chuck E. Cheese. It's a great place. Don't you study its its honorable name? On the honorable child rat casino. <laughs> the Honorable Charles Ed, Ener, Edward Cheese. What is Chuck E. Cheese's middle name? I uh, it's E. It's like that episode of The Simpsons where Bart, uh, Bart, where Homer tries to find out his name, like his middle name, because he's Homer J. Simpson. It's J. It's J. <laughs> yeah. Keep it a simple, man. I want to know what simple. his middle name is. All right, what else you got for me? I want to know what Chuck E. Cheese it's is. It's E. No. Edwin. Ed, I hope it's Edgar. Chuck Edgar Cheese. Charles. Doesn't say. Maybe it's entertainment. Nobody knows. Okay. Yeah, look at this. If you go into Wikipedia and look up Chuck E. Cheese, it says he's an anthropomorphic rat mascot of the Chuck E. And it says species rat nineteen ninety seven to two thousand twelve mouse two thousand twelve to present. <laughs> I told you they made him a mouse. What is Chuck E. Cheese short for? Oh, the E stands for entertainment. <laughs> Boom! Nailed His it. His name is what up? I am Chuck Entertainment Cheese. Ch- Charles, because Chuck is short for Charles. Charles 
entertainment cheese. Oh, that was a furry insight. That's the wiki fur, the furry encyclopedia. Is this a, is this a Wikipedia for furries? I hope so. But here's the other thing. If furries can have sex in furry costumes, you can wear your goddamn mask when you go to the grocery store. Hey. No excuse. Legit, I just found a Wikipedia for furries, and it's all furry shit. Wiki, wikifur.com. Have you ever seen, did you ever watch an MTV special on furries? No. I have seen shows about furries, though. The MTV, uh, sometime around the time it was starting to transition out of music videos, used to do these docu-series. Like, they were trying to be hard-hitting journalists. Like Vice. And, yeah, like a precursor to Vice. Actually, uh, dead on with that. And um, and they had a series called, uh, what was it called? It was like um, Real Life Stories or something to that effect. And it was like every every real, real life story had a theme and the one I remember is the furry one. It's like, I am a real-life furry. And I, the part that I remember, look, I'm not kink-shaming furries. I, I know that I have a long history of not understanding furryism, mostly from, like, a comfort standpoint because I just think it would be very hot. Yes. You know? Like, I, I think I would, be, I, I would probably face some sort of suffocation. But this is really more my own anxiety issues. It's not, <laughs> I don't mean to project these issues of, like, claustrophobia on people who enjoy the furry life. But the best part of it is this guy's been talking you know they interview all these different people of all these various furry stuff you know furryisms and this guy his mom he's he's talking they're they're interviewing this guy's mom right who's been sort of a central figure in this docuseries and she's just like I just I don't know I just I just don't understand it I guess if he's happy and then he walks out and he's like he's like Fox Vanderboot Vander Do- what's that thing called? Fox Vandergoot, the the video game. I don't know. It, it's an Australian animal, Vander Vanderroot, Vander something. You think it Banjo Kazooie? Eh. No, no, it's like it's like Fox Vander Snoot or something. Never heard Vand- of it. Vandal Snape. Anyways, he walks out a fox outfit, and he's like, "This is me, Mom. This is who I am. You gotta accept me for who I am." It was it was choice. It's a slice of fried gold if I've ever seen one. What's a slice of fried gold? Where does that come from? It comes from uh, Shaun of the Dead. Does it? Yes, it does. What else you got for me in your Mandela effect? Because <laughs> you're leaving a glaring. You're leaving out the most popular and famous one. I'll get there probably. Well, how about you tell me one? Uh, okay. Well, the most famous one is that Sinbad was in a movie called Shazam. No, he was not. No, he was not. He was not. not. He was... Now, Shaq was in a movie called Kazam. And Sinbad does look like a genie, but uh, Sinbad was never in Shazam. Shazam is actually the ancient magical word that um, Billy from DC Comics I don't Billy Billy Batson says to turn into Captain Marvel I I seem to remember because I've discussed this with other people too because I I fucking swear I remember that movie like I swear on my life like it exists 
And I was talking about this with someone else no, a while ago. And apparently, apparently, there's a fake movie trailer for some movie with Sinbad in it where he's a genie. And it's at, I don't know if it's at the start of Kazam. Like it's a fake movie trailer within the movie. I don't think so. I think someone probably made that well after the fact, once the Mandela effect was like a, you know, real widespread. I think the thing is, is you got to remember, for those of you youngsters out there who weren't alive in the early 90s, fashion was, Everyone was a wearing different pants. thing back then. Yeah, everyone wear genie pants all the time. Especially MC Hammer. And, and vest. And... Earrings, big earrings. Everyone had earrings. Everyone was a genie. Talking like Christopher Walken now, but everyone looked like a genie, including Sinbad. So he just naturally had that genie, big genie vibes. (laughs) You got big genie vibes. (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) oh my god! He just walks around rubbing his lamp. He's got big genie vibes. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we don't just go around rubbing our lamps. If this week has taught us anything about what's appropriate and what's not appropriate behavior, going around and just rubbing your lamp in front of people without their consent, it's not okay. Not a, we're, this, is, this is a consent-focused podcast, so I think we should just move on well. to something more wholesome. Um... I, I asked you this the other day, actually, so you're going to know the answer, but so this one's probably more for the audience. I've, obviously, I know all the answers. <laughs> Fruit, Fruit Loops. Now, apparently, there are people that seem to remember that Fruit Loops was spelt F-R-U-I-T Loops. Has it ever been F-R-U-I-T Loops? Yeah, so we looked this up. So they're actually, the, for the first, I think it's like three or four years, it actually was spelled Fruit Loops as as you would normally spell it, right? F-R-U-I-T-E or F-R-U-I-T. Um, what happened was that the Kellogg's, who makes Fruit Loops, uh, was sued by the government. I don't, I don't I think it was the FDA because um, there's actually no, I know this is going to come to a shock. Some people certainly... <laughs> from the hundreds of millions of people who listen to this podcast that there is actually no fruit in Fruit Loops. And so it was misleading the consumer. Back, This is back when people had an issue with that in America. And so um, as a result, what they did is they changed it to the F-R-O-O-T as a way to sort of circumvent having to change the title completely. So it misleads you into thinking that uh, it's fruit, you know, F-R-U-I-T, but it's in fact F-R-O-O-T because it's there's no fruit in it at all. It's all mostly sugar. Right. And you know what else is proof of the mandala effect? Or is this proof of people's that, stupidity? Not that? fucking one flavor in that box tastes like a fruit. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they do kind of have they they, it's they not even fruity. all kind of taste the same, but there is like a, I think they do have like a little bit of an aroma of like sugar. They, I think that they don't really have a different taste, but I do think that they have a they have there's some component to it that gives the illusion of having sort of a fruity smell, and I think that is actually what makes your taste buds 
which is connected to your olfactory sense, gives the illusion that they actually taste different from one another. But in fact, all the colors just taste the same. Like, it's like, do you guys have paddle pops over there? We sure don't. You sure don't. Okay, so it's like there was this um, paddle pop. So it must be an Australian thing. So they're basically like a like a um, what do you call them? Like a popsicle, like a creamy popsicle. Um, okay. And they're rainbow coloured, right? And all the kids are like, oh, I fucking love it. That rainbow paddle pops are the best, oh, like, right? Like from uh, the ice cream man? No, they're like a, on a stick, like a. Ice popsicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, in America, we have these things called the Ice Cream Man. And back in the day, before they've crushed, before Americanism crushed all sense of community, the Ice Cream Man would come around the neighborhoods. And you would always know because you'd have the, the Ice Cream Man jingle. Yeah. Or something like that. Maybe that's Marvel. We had green the sleeves. Point. The point is... Okay, no, we didn't have green sleeves. We had the ice cream man. So he'd come around his ice cream truck, and we would go bug our parents for a quarter or 50 cents. And, and, and there was a, a lollipop or a popsicle, I guess, rather, that looked very similar to what you're describing. The big one. I think it was called, like, I want to say it was, like, Jumbo Pop or something to that effect. Because America's got to make everything bigger, mm. you know? America likes to, ang- America likes to, like to, likes to, film itself from that right angle that that just that perfect angle to make itself look bigger than it really is <laughs> so we had we had jumbo pops and uh, they were like red white and blue oh no these are like they're like ice cream but they're a popsicle and then they look like marbled like rainbow throughout right so it's ice cream no no we didn't have that oh do you, okay do you guys have creamy like ice Neapolitan? pops like what are you t- I love a creamy ice box. Ice block. Like, fuck. Listen to what I'm saying. Dirty old man. Like. All right, move on. Move on. To the anyway, next one. sorry. Too much but my point cream. of that story was when you're a kid, you're like, oh, it's like rainbow flavored, right? In your mind. But they're fucking caramel. <laughs> and it's. Okay, also, what does a rainbow taste like? When you're a kid, you always want rainbow flavored everything because it's gonna taste better because it's got fucking blue in it and purple. And it's just plain brown I don't flavor, know. really. I, I actually don't know what you're talking about, but did you ever did you ever make a suicide soda? Like just one of everything? Yeah. I've been known to do that with liquor. Like the Buddha. Like the Buddha. It's one with everything. Do you got any more for me? <laughs> Have I exhibited oh, my God. proudest to see through the different flaps of reality? Oh, my God. Not quite. I got a couple more. All right, shoot. Okay. Shoot him, shooter. This one's not so much. I mean, it's kind of a Mandela effect, but not. So, you know, think of your traditional memory of Frankenstein's monster. Okay. Okay, I'm th- and, but can I just take a moment to thank you for acknowledging the difference between Frankenstein and the monster or the creature? But it's Dr. Frankenstein are, and his fact, monster. Yes, I know, but so many people call the monster Frankenstein. No, no, sweet. Because a lot of people, this is speaking of a, speaking of Mandela effect. A lot of people refer to Frankenstein's possessive monster as Frankenstein's monster, like like. The name is Frankenstein's. Oh. Or they re- or think he's Frankenstein. Or in some parts of the country. 
Oh, yeah. Or in some parts of the country, Frankensteins. Oh, don't stop me on that Mandela effect. I'm coming back to that one. Um, that's, uh, that's young Frankenstein. Oh, no, 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 no. Just wait. We'll talk about this one first. It's Igor. And I'm gonna come no, it's, back. I, it's, it's Igor. So, you know how then you will see people dressed as Frankenstein's monster for Halloween? They've got the bolts in the neck, right? Yeah. So Frankenstein's monster never had bolts in his neck. He has electrodes. But somewhere along the line, it's turned into bolts. I bet you I could tell you I how. I was just going to say, I, I bet, bet you, you I could tell you how. Okay, you tell me first. Let's see. The monsters. Does Herman Munster have He's bolts? He's got bolts in his neck. I was going to say, uh, well, this is probably basically the same, same. I bet you it was a copyright issue. I bet you the reason why over time bolts replace electrode, electrodes, right, is because people had to tweak the costume just enough to escape the copyright issue. And so rather than put like the ports you have like on a car battery, they put bolts like you bolt a piece of wood into a piece of wood. Maybe. Maybe. But I know this because... Doyle von Frankenstein, Wolfenstein, Finkelstein, from the Misfits, he has electrodes coming out of his yes. little neck neck bandana. And since you chose to mispronounce Frankenstein as Frankenstein, that brings me to my next one, the Berenstain Bears. We've had this conversation many times. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean this is like not that big a deal because Berenstain, Berenstain is a we it's it's just weird to say it's like it's it's a name you've probably never heard before i think it was named after the authors but like it's just a, it's just an uncommon name and so berenstein just sounds more common because berenstein you've never heard of, you've never heard that before right. so i i don't really i don't really like uh, give people too hard a time on that i think that it's a it's a very valid mistake that you know slip of the tongue and who doesn't like a slip of a tongue? Oh my god! Consensually, but isn't this, isn't that funny though? That like people can like so many people can misremember that same thing. Like, well, I think okay for some of these. Okay, so it's for some of these, I understand this mistake because like Berenstain or um, the Cheez-Its, things of that nature. They're really because it sounds better phonetically. The way people misremember it, even like a ET phone home, ET phone home, like it sounds, it just you your your brain will make sense of things that it doesn't that doesn't quite sound right. It will like have you ever seen those posts that people make where they'll like leave certain letters out and your brain yeah, just fills in the exactly. gaps. Okay, to me, a lot of this Mandela effect is just that. It's just your brain rearranging something that doesn't really quite feel right into something that makes more sense and that is more fluid and over time you just develop the habit of it and you and you don't ever correct yourself right right uh, for some of these though like the Sinbad one in particular um, I and well let me before I get the Sinbad one and some of the other one of these it's because other movies have misled you to believe that something looked like in particular I blame Jim Carrey for all of this Right, but there are a few weird ones, and I think the Sinbad one is the weirdest one, because people, people absolutely. Well, you know what? 
even then, I think the Sinbad one is partially racism. You think so? It's just that guy looks like that guy? I think so. I think so a little bit. But what a weird and other also, person I think the to... Sinbad... I suppose Sinbad was kind of big in the 90s, right? Like... Like a popular or like in stature? Just like popular. Like... Because he's a big dude. He's a, he's a... I mean, you know, he's not Shaq big, but he's a yeah, big Yeah, but like, dude. was I mean, he like he, as popular? Because was... Shaq was big, like in the 90s. Like, he was popular. He was a popular person. Everyone knew who Shaquille O'Neal was, right? I mean, Sinbad was in a lot of stuff in the 90s. Yeah. Like, he was in... Um, uh, what's the Arnold movie that you love? Jingle All the Way? Jingle All the Way is dope! In, um, I love that movie! It's so fun! He was in a football movie. I think he was in Unnecessary Roughness. Did you ever see that movie? No, it sounds like a porno. With Scott Bakula? No, Unnecessary Roughness was great. <laughs> so, Unnecessary Roughness was a movie about... Um, like these losers, it's one of those like it's like a uh, uh, bad news bears, but like in college football, um. and so somehow this group has to come together to like win the big game. And Scott Bakula is like a, a middle aged dude who had like one semester left in college before he dropped out, so he's still eligible to play. And he's like he was like an all time great quarterback back in his day, but now he's an old man. <laughs> and Sinbad is on his team, and I remember it because Sinbad does this crazy like dance, you know, like a victory yeah. dance wow. before this was super popular. So Sinbad in his day is baller, okay? And he did kind of always look like a pirate or a genie. So even that, I I, I just want you all, you all you billions and trillions of listeners <laughs> billions and it, throughout billions. the universe, throughout the universe and throughout the multiverse, we just want to express to you that we understand that sometimes these confusions are natural. I think most of these Mandela effects are no more than simple misunderstandings that just don't get corrected and you hear it enough times that it just sort of becomes truth. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what they were, that's what I was saying, like, going back to, like, what I was saying at the start. So there's basically, um, they, they're attributed to um, schema-driven errors, schema-driven errors. So essentially, like, schemas are, like, packets of, like, I guess if you could visualize like packets of knowledge in your brain. So your brain packages up memories and stores them essentially like in your brain. And that's how you remember things. But obviously there's links that happen between those memories. So you're only remembering selected things and your brain makes up the rest. It's like, it's yeah. So, right. So, so exactly. It fills in the gaps, right? Like it's like a, it's almost like if it highlights the most important words. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, uh, and that stays in the forefront of your memory. And then the remainder stays in your subconscious, in your mind palace, if you will. Right. And then that's how it draws its information. So if you just skew a few things, and it's perfectly understandable to understand, like, why some of these things have been sort of misremembered so often. Right. Because we all kind of think the same. So I have one more. And it's not really... Oh, I mean, I guess it's sort of a Mandela effect. I just thought it was a real fucking cool story. But I guess could be, like, parallel universe type stuff. So it sort of links in. <clears throat> Sorry, I just, like, smacked against my microphone. So you ever heard about uh, the man from Torrid? No, I've never heard of that before. Okay, so basically, um, in 1954, this happened at um, Haneda Airport, which is in Japan. It's in Tokyo. Okay. okay, so this guy's come up to customs. They reckon he was just like a Caucasian guy with a beard, pretty normal looking. They reckon he spoke French. 
um, has walked up to customs uh, with his passport, gone to put his stuff through, and looking at his passport, and they're reading through it, and they realise that the passport was for a country that didn't exist called Torrid. And... Okay. okay, so they're talking to this guy, and they couldn't recognize his accent, though he did speak French, he did speak English, and he spoke some Japanese, like he spoke a few different languages. And they're like, this place doesn't exist, like, but he had all his stamps in it, like he traveled on this passport many times, because he travels for work. And the authorities are like, this place doesn't exist, it's a fake passport. He's like, this is my passport, and he's showing him his ID, and it's all the same sort of stuff. And took him into an interview room, and... He's adamant, no, I'm from Torrid, like, it's in Europe, like, blah, 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 bring me a map, I'll show you where it is. And they brought him out a map, and he's, like, looking at the map and just seemed fucking confused. He could not understand why he couldn't find his home country on a map of Europe, right? So, anyways, mm-hmm. they took him, they're like, we, we don't know what to do with him. Like, we don't know what to do with this guy. We can't just, like, let him out. Like, is he a terrorist? Is he here on, like, a fake passport? Like, they didn't know what was going on. So, essentially, their idea was, well... Keep him at the airport hotel overnight. We'll contact the authorities or whatever, and we'll figure out what to do in the morning. So they put him to a hotel, had police standing outside his door all night, and the next morning he was fucking gone. Not a trace. All his baggage was gone. Passport was gone. He could not have escaped. There were no windows in his apartment. They do not know how he got out. Disappeared from the face of the earth, never to be seen again. See, that just sounds like a campfire story to me, though. No, there's newspaper the articles about it. Tell their kids. They made a movie about it as well. Where, where was this at? In Japan. So the Japanese took in a man from this fake country in Europe, and then he disappeared. Yeah. Well, there's really only one answer for that. Oh, man, he triple, quadruple confirmed. The- <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get Illuminati well, to confirm tattooed on me now. I kind of have to. Can you get it like an Illuminati confirmed tramp stamp? Get it on my mound. <laughs> on your mound? My, what mound are you speaking of? My front of? tramp stamp mound. <laughs> I'm okay with this. Well, on that Full note, folks, eye, bitches. I think if we've... Yeah, yeah, it is. Better not be all seen. Maybe one scene. <laughs> I think if this episode has taught us anything, it's that reality is just a figment of our imagination. Actually, you know, this. I'm not going to wrap this up yet. You know, a lot of what we're talking about, though, it's it's interesting because um, are you familiar with the comic book writer Grant Morrison? No. So Grant Morrison is a self-proclaimed uh, magician, uh, specifically uh, a chaos magician. He claims that he has uh, spoken to extraterrestrial extraterrestrial mm-hmm. life. That he um, uh, is able to use a lot of sigil magic to basically hack reality, and that uh, when you explain when he when he explains sort of how this works, he says that like we use magic all the time, like advertisers use magic all the time, right? If magic, if a spell, is the act of changing something change in reality based on what you say then then words and symbols and things of that nature can affect the reality right in this way you have this whole collective of people who remember things that in fact never occurred yeah and 
that that is the power that symbols and words have. That you can convince an entire to some people there in if if you mapped their reality, these things really occur, right? Sinbad was in a movie called Shazam, and Luke said, uh, or Darth Vader said, "Luke, I am your father." This is their reality. Like how Trump vetted the economy. I mean, far less crazy than that. But, like, you could put a gun to these people's heads, and they would swear by it. They would swear by it. And that is the power that words and magic and ideas are. And that shows you how fragile the idea of reality, in fact, is. When, in fact, we are all just made of star stuff. So, until next time, this has been David Ophelia and the toddlers for tiaras, coffins, and coffee. No. Reality and non-reality. Sugar and Spice Network. Thank you guys for listening. We hope that we've thoroughly confused you, perplexed you, aroused you, and Uh. most of all, made you come to the realization that we're all living in the Matrix. (laughs) Adios. (laughs) 